0: As we talked about before that, God speaks to us so many different ways by verse, maybe by a word that takes us to a verse that expounds on something that God wants us to know. And this is one of those times where a relationship with people spawned a a, a word or a verse, and a verse gave me a word and a word has allowed me to begin to see things from a different perspective. 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Most of us are familiar with that verse. I've seen it written under the eyes of athletes. I've seen it on banners at sporting events, and I've seen it preached or heard from pulpits. That verse came to me the other day when I was thinking about people in my life, thinking about experiences that I had prior to. And it was what, having a conversation about, you know, um, let me let me, let me me just really lay it out there. We was talking about a young man that changed his, his sex and um, how the dad felt about it and how the mom felt about it and how they dealt with that of their daughter now wanting to be a guy. And having this conversation with some other people that qualified that as an abomination, which... One thing I want to make sure that I always represent is truth. Now, not everybody want to agree with this truth, but truth is truth. And it's not my truth, but it's according to the word of God. That's up for interpretation, but the truth is the truth. We will call these little segments, these little nuggets, these little heavenly nuggets, meditate on this. And so this was found in my heart about you know, an abomination, calling somebody an abomination because they're operating outside of the will of God. I do not disagree with that. If there's something contrary to the word of God and God calls it an abomination, then it is abomination regardless of what you think or don't think. And so I don't have a problem with that. The The issue at hand is what brought me to this particular verse is, you know, how people can go through some things. And I, and hopefully where you are, you can understand where I'm coming from. Purely motivated by love. Truly, let me tell you, truly motivated by love. So if you're going to hear me, don't put up a, a stone wall and don't hear my heart. So where I'm coming from is this. There are murderers out there. You know, a person that had his knee on George Floyd's neck. There are people that are racist out there. There are adulterers, there are fornicators, they are people that are rejectors of Christ. There are those that are prostitutes, those that are doing things that they're not supposed to do, lying and stealing and killing, they're out there. And those things are not pleasing to God because he never intended from his first plan was never to have that kind of chaos on earth. He is not the author of confusion. So when there's confusion out there, he's not the author of it. Humanity is the author of that confusion because then we try to take things that he's created and that he stated and that he says is what it is. And we want to change it so that we might feel good about the struggle we're having being outside the will of God. The truth of the matter is that we do things contrary to the word of God and it's wrong. Not says me, God says it. So. How do we deal with people? Do we throw stones at them? We've seen how that worked out with Jesus and a woman caught in adultery. Jesus replies back, he without sin throw the first stone. So how do we handle God's label abominations, sinners? Do we kind of turn our heads, toot up our nose? How do we handle these people? So when I read the scripture, there's so many different things in that verse. It's like God, love, world. He gave his begotten son believe, shall not perish, have eternal life. But there's one word that stood out to me as I read that verse, and it's in line with what I'm talking about. There is a truth out there that's the truth. God says it, and that's the way it is. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, God says it. So you're not fussing with me, you're not arguing with me, you're not fighting me. That's all towards God, and that's the God honest truth. But my point here is the whosoevers. Let me go through a list. Idolatry. You have prostitution, leads to fornication and oftentimes to adultery. You have deceivers. We got religious people that feel like, hey, yeah, I got it all together. But do you really have it all together? You have thieves, um, rejectors. You have murderers. Now, all of these people, all these things are operating outside of the will of God. That's why it's got a label like it is because it's contrary. So, are they or can they be the who? So if you have people in your life and they fit in any categories or any other category, we should know that though they are walking in sin, though they are contrary to what God wants them to do, as long as there is breath in their lungs, there's still time for the opportunity of God. There's still time for repentance. There's still time to turn their life around. And let Jesus Christ be Lord, so let's think about this, but when we talk about idolaters, we think about Nebuchadnezzar, he was someone that was not an Israelite, he was not a Jewish person; he was actually a person that captured Israel, and they were in slavery to him. He wasn't whosoever. You talk about another idolater, Ruth the Moabite, that was her culture. then she got around. Ruth made this declaration and said, your God is my God, your people, my people. And she followed Naomi back to her people. She was a whosoever. There's the prostitute Rahab found in Joshua 2. She was a harlot, as they call them in the scripture, but a prostitute that understood that Israel's God was the God. She became a whosoever and actually in the line as well as Ruth in lineage of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Jacob, Jacob was a deceiver. He deceived his dad, then took the the blessings from his brother, the firstborn, and tricked his dad and got those blessings. But of course, he was a whosoever. He had the religious man, Nicodemus, sitting down with Jesus Christ. And Jesus explaining to him about what it is to be born again, a man of God. So he studied all this stuff and and religiously, but he came to that place where he became a whosoever. Then you have the thief, Zacchaeus working for Rome. They were thieves because they were taking from the people and getting from the people and paying Rome, but getting their little part too. And then there was thief on the cross all the way to the end of his life. He's on the cross. This is it. This is final. And yet he became a whosoever. So his whole life was in craziness. But yet there was time for him to become a whosoever. You have the rejector, Peter, who rejects Christ three times. But still there was a love. There was something that God knew about Peter that he would be a whosoever. And you think about all these people. And the two I really want to focus on, just so you can really understand where I'm coming from, is the woman at the well. And a lot of times we hear the story about her having these relationships with these men, and she was on the fifth one, it wasn't her husband, and Jesus clarified those things. But there was something that I think a lot of people don't get in the story that was being told, is that this woman, living the life she was living in, she says that she... Was waiting on looking for the Messiah. Now she's in all the stuff. We may see her life as it is, but inside her is what God saw in her that she was a whosoever. We cannot look at a life and, and call it you're damned to hell when we don't know if that person is a Christ carrier. That that person can be a whosoever. There's time. If there's breath in the lungs, they can be whosoever. So how do we respond to them? And that second person is Paul. Paul was a murderer. And Elias responded to Jesus saying, I don't think you understand who this person is. And Jesus says, I know who he is. He's going to suffer much for me. And we know what Paul has done through the scriptures as far as enlightening us by the spirit of God in the ways of, of, of righteousness. Paul, a murderer. Standing there, right there, looking at Stephen get stoned. And yet, God saw him as a whosoever. So this is a dynamic that I'm trying to bring out here is that though there are people operating in the sin, contrary to the word of God, as long as there is breath in their lungs, there's an opportunity to discover that they are whosoever. David prayed for his son that was produced from an adulterous act by him and Bathsheba. Child got sick and that's another story. But I want you to focus on what he did. He went into mourning. He began to pray. He began to fast. And he did that until his son died. But the point I want to make here is that as long as there is breath, we should be loving people. We should be praying for people because we do not know if that person is a Christ carrier. That at a given time, God will make Christ known within them and that the life that they were living will be used to glorify him in a sense that when they repent and come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, those things that they used to do will be a weapon that they use against the enemy to set other people free. So when we see people's lives, until they breathe their last breath, there's hope. Jesus knew that all that stuff Paul was doing, he knew that he was a whosoever. He knew the woman at the well, having all these relationships with all these guys, was still going to be a person that he reached to and they become a whosoever. If you're listening, whatever your life's been like, and there's shame there, there's pain there, there's sorrow there, there's uncertainty there. Don't believe the lie of the enemy to take your life. I think and I really believe that the love of God, because he came into the world, that no man should perish, but all should come into the knowledge of the truth. And I ask you as a a fellow brother and sister in the Lord to always be bearers of truth, but also be balanced enough to have love and compassion, forgiveness and mercy and grace like Jesus did on that cross being nailed to the cross crowns of thorns, blood dripping down, stabbed in the side, remembering the spit, remembering the ripping of his his hair from his face, looking down upon the people that did that, a terrible, terrible act, and saying and having enough compassion and love and grace and forgiveness to say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Not everybody received that forgiveness, but there are those that were whosoever's that did. We cannot lean on our own understanding. But we need to acknowledge him, knowledge God, and he will make our path straight as well as make the whosoever's path straight. So the message about the whosoever's is this. Yes, there are people doing things that are contrary to the word of God. That is the truth. Jesus knew that also. He did not come to condemn the world because the world is condemned already. He did come to save the lost, the sick. There are people being drawn to him. And there are people that's just ready for the the harvest is ripe for the plucking. We don't know. He knows. So let us live our life in truth, but let it be balanced enough as Christ was balanced enough to represent not only truth, but love, grace, judgment, forgiveness, mercy. You can't separate Jesus Christ, nor should we. So bottom line is all those that are Christians that have been changed by the blood of Christ Jesus and the the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Remember, remember this, the lifestyle you lived before Christ so that you might understand what it is to be a whosoever. Look at them as yourself. As long as a person has breath still in their lungs, God can make them a whosoever. So God bless y'all. Hopefully it's this little nugget get you through the day or week or life until we meet again. This was found in my heart and I'm Gary Greenlee. God bless. You've been listening to it was found in my heart with Gary and Veronica. If you need prayer or if you have any questions or responses, you can contact us by sending us an email at I-W-F-I-M-H at gmail.com. That's I-W-F-I-M-H at gmail.com.